0: Stirring in my soul and I must move forward Right now so if you have your Bible tonight the book of Acts chapter Number 4 is on my heart The book of Acts chapter number 4. I want to read two verses of scripture that's special to my heart tonight. Acts chapter 4. And I want to begin reading in verse number 12. Now, on Wednesday nights, we've been working in a series called Treasures from the Book of Mark. And we've come up to the point where Jesus is calling his disciples. Now, he's called them to a place of salvation and service. But now he's calling them getting ready to send them out. And the Bible in the book of Mark gives us a list of the disciples and uh, they're grouped phenomenably well. And you'll see groupings like that in, in, in Matthew and in Luke and in the book of Acts as well. And so I believe the Holy Ghost is leading me to point about those men, those ragtag fishermen and how the Lord called them, separated them for the gospel's sake. And I think the Lord wants me to preach about each and every one of them one by one, all 12 Uh, of the apostles uh, nightly or, or every message. So just remember that, okay? And so this is gonna be a precursor for that series of messages that's to come out of the book of Mark. So if you have your Bibles, the book of Acts chapter four, I wanna begin reading in verse 12 if you would stand to your feet. The Bible says in verse number 12, neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men Whereby we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. From this text tonight, I believe the Lord would have us to preach on this thought. They had been with Jesus. Father, would you help us tonight to rightly divide the word of truth And I pray that the Holy Spirit would be our God, our helper tonight, Lord. Would you forgive us of sin? Would you empty us of self? And would you fill us with your Spirit? God, help us to preach, Father, with the power of the Spirit to your people that we might receive the engrafted Word and that we might grow and be encouraged in the things of God. And for this we pray tonight in Jesus' name. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Now when I was a freshman in high school, I remember it very well, I I went over to high school, we thought now we're running with the big boys and we're kind of hanging out with our friends and and we'd go to this one's house or they'd come to our house or whatever you know, and I came home one night after I'd been with my friends and I was rude to my mother. Doesn't pay to be rude to your mother, in fact I might say that I sassed my mother, I back talked my mother, some of y'all have never done that, don't even know what it is. Thank God for it. But you know what she said to me? She said, son, I can tell who you've been around. You're starting to act just like them. Who you hang out with, it will rub off on you and you will start acting just like they've been acting. Amen? And in this text of Acts chapter four, Peter and John, look with me in verse number seven, uh, they are standing before the chief priests, the elders, they're standing before probably the very crowd uh, that was responsible uh, for uh, crucifying Jesus. Look what they said. When they had set them in the midst, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? They've raised a crippled man. God blessed him to receive strength in his legs again. And the people are upset That a crippled man, that interested me because I'm crippled right now, uh, that he has been healed, leaping and praising God. And Peter and John, these unlearned, I'm gonna give you mountain talk, unlearned, ignorant men, the word ignorant in the Greek, write this down, it's the word idios. What word can you associate with the word idios? That's what they called them. You bunch of idiots, unlearned, ignorant idiots. I mean, everybody took knowledge that here these men are—they two fishermen, uh, two country bumpkins, if you will—and here they are. They've never been to, to, to seminary. They don't have any idea about systematic theology or eschatology or Christology or apologetics or homiletics or hermeneutics. And many of you said. Who even cares right now? They had not been schooling any of them things and the Pharisees and religious leaders says, I want to know by what power or by what name you've done this. Now remember, they've been with Jesus. Now the powerful name of Jesus, it enables the weak. Peter began to preach the gospel powerfully to these people Uh, the the name of Jesus is so powerful and precious it will take you and I that are unlearned and ignorant and it will give us the power of the Holy Ghost that we might start sharing the gospel and testifying to others around us about what Jesus can do not only will the powerful name of Jesus enable the weak but it will empower your walk here's a crippled man that the Lord touched And now he's boldly standing, running, leaping, praising God throughout the sanctuary. Now remember about these unlearned men. There was a night that these men had fished all night and they had taken nothing. And the next morning Jesus said, children, have you any meat? No, we fished all night. We've taken nothing. And the Lord said, cast a net on the right side and when they did there were so many fish they couldn't even pull them all in the boat. Remember it was Peter and John and the other disciples that got out in the storm and the storm got so bad. I mean it's one thing to get in a storm but it's another thing when the storm gets in your boat and the storm gets in you and they said Lord, Master carest thou not that we perish and Jesus said peace be still and they thought who is this man that even the winds and the waves, they obey him. You see, they've been with Jesus. They saw his power in the middle of the storm. They saw his ability when they had caught nothing. When they looked at Jesus, there was a great catch. Honey, I'm telling you, we need to look to Jesus in the storm. We need to look to Jesus in salvation. Remember Simon Peter, after the Lord hath. Been arrested there in the garden. Simon Peter, man, he come out taking his sword, trying to chop off heads, and he missed the high priest's servant's head and chopped off his ear. That's how unlearned, that's how ignorant he was. Three times Simon Peter denied the Lord, and the third time he cussed. Don't act like you've never cussed, Amen. John, who had been so prejudiced against the Samaritans, he says, hey, hey, call down fire and burn that village up, Lord. I mean, fill with prejudice and hostility. Don't act like you've never been prejudiced. Don't act like you've never been hostile. Don't act like you've never got upset. And here these men are with boldness to think about where they are. They are standing in the most impressive place in all of Jerusalem history. It is almost like the, the Jerusalem Supreme Court. And that's where these two country bumpkins are standing. And who are they standing before? They're standing, standing before Reverend Sounding Brass and Dr. A-Tinkling Cymbal. I mean, these guys have all the degrees. These guys have what it takes, amen, according to man's standard. And here these boys stand, two ignorant fishermen Two hillbillies, two country bumpkins and they're preaching the gospel. And when they did and they started sharing boldly they didn't back down, they didn't back up they put the hammer down and preached the word of God when they did. The Bible says that these chief priests and elders they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Four things I want us to see tonight about when you've been with Jesus. Number one Their works are supernatural. When they serve the Lord Jesus Christ, because they've been with him and now they walk with him, the things that they do, the things that they get involved with are supernatural. Things that you and I as a man could not do can be done through the power of Jesus Christ. We go to chapter three. Chapter three, verse number one. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. So at three o'clock in the afternoon, they're going up to the temple that they might pray. Everybody notice that. These men are just doing their ordinary common duty to go to the house of God to seek God's face and to pray. And as they go, verse two, and a certain lame man, From his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Do you see what a contrast? Here is the most beautiful gate of the temple. Oh, how impressive and gorgeous it was. And they carried this crippled, lame man who had no power to walk and laid him in front of that gate that he might beg. He's done this for years. He's laid there, been carried there to beg for alms. Verse 3, Who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms, got his hand out. Peter, fasting his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. You see, when you've been with Jesus, when you start testifying and you begin to witnessing, you're going to see the supernatural work of Almighty God. And listen, that took a lot of faith for Peter to say, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Verse 7, he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered into the, entered in with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. They had been with Jesus. Don't don't think for a second. When they saw this man laying there and they came upon him, they thought, boy, he's asking for something that we don't have, silver and gold. But you know, I'm thinking about the time I was with Jesus. We was in the house hearing him preach. And about that time, I heard something up on top of the roof beating and a thrashing. And we looked up, and a hole developed in the roof. And they began to lower down to Jesus a crippled man. And the Lord took that crippled man and healed him. And he stood up and rolled up his bed and walked out of that house praising God. And the same Jesus that did that before us is able to take this old boy by the gate called Beautiful and raise him up. Hey, we've been with Jesus. We've seen what he can do, and he can still do it. Amen. In fact, I'm remembering the time that we was with Jesus and we went down there to the pool of Bethesda. We were so impressed with those five architectural porches. But when we got there, we seen all these people laying there sick and an angel troubled the water, and the first one to get in was healed. That's when it happened. We saw Jesus walk up to a man that had been laying there for 38 years. And he said to the man, Wilt thou be made whole? He said, Oh, yes, I'd love to be made whole. But every time I try to get in the pool, somebody always beats me. And Jesus is saying, Listen, you don't need the pool. I'm the water, amen. And Jesus reached out, and did the unthinkable, and touched him and raised him up, and he rolled up his bed. And he left the pool of Bethesda. Let me tell you something. When you've been with Jesus and you begin to see some of the things he does, you're gonna see and start testifying and witnessing, and he's gonna go to work making a preacher daring. When was the last time you healed somebody? I'm not in the healing business. Uh-uh. But I tell you what, when I witness and when you witness and you share the word of God with people, it plants a seed, a seed that will supernaturally come up. I just want to say this. How many times have we we walked in this church And we felt like we were dead. And there was no life about us. And we came in here and we got to praise in God. And we got to preach His name. And we seen a sinner get saved. We seen some marriage get put back together. We seen somebody delivered from addiction. I'm telling you, when you're walking with Jesus, when you get together for His name, the work will be supernatural. He changes lives for the glory of God. Amen. Don't you tell me, preacher Darren, and I'm going back for lifeless religion. Honey, you hear me? Uh, listen to what they said. Chapter four, verse seven. Go back with you, chapter four. By what power and by what name do you do this? Verse 10. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God, raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. Woo! They could not deny the work because there stood the man. He had laid there every single day, crippled, begging for alms. They had passed him by, never prayed for him, never said hello to him, and bless God, there he stands with them to testify that the work of Jesus Christ has once again been done before them. Isn't that wonderful? They can't deny that. When you start serving the Lord, supernatural things begin to happen. May I say this tonight? God is good. And he's blessing you right now. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I want to take time out and shout a while, amen, and just run and skip from pew to pew to pew to pew. He's been good! Hallelujah to God. Preacher Derek. don't get excited to see me at a ball game, amen. See me at church. Tell me where I get the most excited. I'd rather serve Jesus than anything I know, amen. Amen. They've been with Jesus. The works are supernatural. Well, look with me now. We're going to look in chapter 4. We're going to read in verse number 15. Their words are scriptural. Let's read verse 14 as well. Now, they've said there's neither is there salvation in any other, verse 12. There's none other name under heaven among men whereby men must be saved. And we know that they took knowledge that they had been with Jesus. Verse 14, beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go outside of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem and we cannot deny it, boys. What on earth are we gonna do? We got a problem. We thought we killed Jesus and got rid of him. They said he raised back to life. We don't know if he did or not. But now here these boys are preaching Jesus and this man's been healed. We gotta shut this down. Let's get the woke group together and let's forbid people to preach in Jesus' name because obviously when they preach in Jesus' name, supernatural things are done and everybody's getting upset and they're walking away from Judaism. So they said, but that it spread no further among the people. Let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. Boys, that's it. You preached your last message as a pastor of this church. Boys, you'll never go out in the street and preach Jesus anymore. I command you, we forbid you, it's against the law for you to go out and speak in Jesus' name anymore. But see here's the thing. When you've been with Jesus, not only will your word, your works be supernatural, but your words will be scriptural. Look what happens at verse 19. Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken to unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Amen. Amen. Sounds like our nation, don't it? Stand up saying you can't have prayer in school no more. We forbid you to pray in Jesus' name. How you can't put the Ten Commandments on the wall of the school or in the courthouse anymore. We forbid it. We can't have Bibles in school anymore. I got, the, the United States is ashamed of Jesus. And yet our nation has been founded upon the Lord. And may I say this tonight to Bethel Baptist Church. Will you hear what I'm gonna tell you? If a nation can turn against God, so could a church. You see the church at Laodicea, was a church, but she, generation by generation, began to swing around and turn against God. Oh, preacher, then, how can it be a church? Listen, honey, you're exactly right. In God's eyes, it couldn't be a church. But I'm telling you, in man's eyes, there's still an organization that tries to meet together. They're poor, blind, and naked, and you've got to be careful right there, okay? Peter says, we cannot but speak the things which we've seen and heard. They've been with Jesus. They saw Jesus be told, Don't you preach anymore. You're forbidden to be here. Jesus said in John 6, 63, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Peter said, thou hast the words of eternal life. Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Jesus said, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, but these are they that testify of me. Jesus said, Whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words shall the Son of Man be ashamed. Peter and John heard Jesus say when the evening was come, they bring unto him many that were possessed with devils, many that were possessed with spirits, and Jesus, by his word, cast out spirits and cast out devils. Honey, they said, we're going to speak his word. Don't forbid us to carry his word. Don't forbid us to teach his word. Don't forbid us to preach his word. Hey, Daniel was told that. Daniel, no more can you pray in Jesus' name. And so Daniel very carefully opened his window so he made sure everybody heard it like he had before. Flung the window open and he said, Oh, Lord, God in heaven. And started praying. And what happened to him? They cast him in lion's den. And it looks like his life's gonna be over until the Lord said, here, kitty, kitty, quieten down. And Daniel fluffed up a lion's mane like a sort like of perfect sleeper and slept all night long. And the next morning, the king who had been up all night and Daniel who'd slept all night, amen. I'm talking about getting a good night's rest in the restless kingdom. He came and said, hey, Daniel, is the God you serve able to deliver you? He stood up and said, Oh, king, live forever. My God has found innocency in me. And he stopped the mouths of these lines, honey. I'm telling you, God will help you if you've been around with Jesus. It, listen, it, you can't but help that the words of God come out of you if you hang around him enough. Amen? I gotta move on. Verses 21 and through 23. So, in other words, we're not gonna stop preaching. What's the next thing that happens? So, When they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them because of the people. Watch this. For all men glorified God for that which was done. For the man was above 40 years old on whom this miracle of healing was showed. Verse 23. And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. Thirdly, when you've been around Jesus, your walk will be separated. What did they do? After they've been threatened by the woke crowd, they said, we're gonna preach anyway. And when they were let go, I have a question. I need an answer. Did they quit? Did they say, oh boy, we better not gather anymore when they've warned us? No. What did they do? Being let go They went to their own company. In other words, they went back to the church. They didn't go back to their old way of life. They didn't go back to fish and honey. They went back to discipling. They went back to preaching. They went back to believing Jesus Christ. They had been with Jesus when he said, I've chosen you. You didn't choose me. I chose you out of this world. And because I chose you, the world hates you. They heard Jesus say, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall walk in light. They had been with Jesus. When the disciples were in a storm, they saw Jesus walking on the sea, and they were troubled. They said, it's a spirit, but Jesus spoke to them. When they began to cry for fear, what did he say? Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. They remembered that. Here they are in a storm again. It's not a storm of thunder and lightning and rain and wind. It's a storm of criticism. It's a storm of attack, of opposition, of people trying to shut them down. They said, we've been in a storm before. And when we were in it, we heard Jesus say, be of good cheer. Amen. Be of good cheer. Honey, you can be of good cheer. Jesus has overcome the world. Amen. And he'll give us victory. He, they heard, they remembered Jesus said, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They heard Jesus say, if any man will come after me and deny himself, I, and take up his cross daily and follow me, thank God. These men had a separated walk. I mean, how faithful are you to the house of God? How faithful are you to the things of God? How faithful are you to pray and to read his Bible? I mean, honest, it's a shame that when on Sunday morning, you have to say to your wife, honey, have you seen my Bible? And she says, well, where'd you put it when we got home from church last Sunday? That's the whole problem. I don't even remember going to church last Sunday. I don't remember where I put it. It's a shame tonight when I opened, when I said I want y'all to open Acts chapter 4. I wish we could play it back. This is what I heard. Somebody's Bible went, Just kidding. For lack of using your Bibles, amen. You need some WD-40 on that thing. Honey, we got to get back in the word of God. And their walk was separated. What does that mean, separated, preacher Darren? It means you're not walking with the world. You've come out from among them. Amen. You're trying to live a, a life that pleases God and not pleases man and goes against the grain of our society that walks away from God. Number four, and I'll be done. Verses 24, I love this. They went back to their own company, right? They reported to the church all that's happened. Verse 24. And when they heard that, this is the church, when they heard how their pastor, Simon Peter, and, uh, and, and, and another preacher in the church, John, was treated, when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. Man, I could just keep reading this. What a blessing. But here's what happens. Fourthly, when you've been with Jesus, your worship will be specific. You worship Jesus and Jesus alone. When they went back to the house of God and shared how they had been attacked, how they had been accused, and said, We've been warned, they've told us we can't preach, we can't have church. Man, the church, did they say, well, we vote to abandon ship. We vote to get out of here. No. what they do? They lifted up their voice to God with one accord. The church was together. The church was in unison. The church was in unity. There was not division. They were not examining Simon Peter and said, I wonder what he did wrong. I wonder if John really messed up. I mean, these boys are not leading us the right way. No. They got behind the men of God. They laid down their grudges. They laid down their personal opinions. They laid down their own ambitions. And they said, God, we want what you want. Lord, thou art God. You've made heaven. You've made earth and the sea and all that in them is. Verse 29, I'm trying to shorten it. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Lord, you hear what they've said about us. What's this? And grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. Do you see that? They did not pray, Lord, take away the persecution. They did not say, Lord, take away the opposition. They did not. They said, Lord, give us boldness to speak. The word. Woo! By stretching forth thy hand to heal, that signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. Watch this. And when they had prayed, when they prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. I'm thinking. They remember a time that there was a woman and Jesus was sitting there uh, in in the house and this woman was a a sinner woman and she came and she opened the bottle. Help me, Lord. She opened the bottle of ointment and she began to pour that ointment on Jesus' feet and she was weeping and crying and mourning and wailing because she knew she was a sinner woman and she knew he was the Savior and the Bible says that she began to weep and the Bible says that she let down her hair and then she began to dry his feet from the tears and the perfume and the ointment with her hair for a woman Her hair is her glory. She laid her glory down at Jesus' feet. As she was worshiping, she said, Lord, your God, you've made heaven, you've made earth, you've made the sea, Lord, you made me, and Lord, i sinned against you. Oh, God, would you forgive me? I know you're going to die for my sins, and I know you're going to be raised again, and I anoint you, Lord. Will you forgive me? Will you be my Savior? Will you take me in? And hide me by the good grace of God, Jesus took us all in, amen. And this afternoon, we worship him and we praise him. Yes, there's threatenings. Yes, there's worries. Yes, there's concerns. Yes, there's opposition. Yes, there's hardship. But honey, my God's bigger. My God's greater. And I praise him tonight. I worship him tonight. Do you worship him with me? Oh, magnify the Lord with me. They had been with Jesus they saw what it was like for this person to worship Jesus specifically. They saw other, I don't have time to preach all this, but I'm telling you, they were there. These listen, these disciples. They were there when Jesus was arrested in the garden, and they all forsook him and fled. They were there, just looking and from following from afar, as Jesus was scourged. As Pilate said, I find no fault in him. They were there. When Jesus was taken bearing the cross, they followed from afar off. John, John was there at the foot of the cross. We saw Jesus crucified. He saw Jesus lay down his life. They were there when they took Jesus off that cross and laid him in Joseph. Oh, I feel preaching stern. Joseph over there, tomb. They were there when they rolled the stone in front, and to put an armed guard there. It looks like it's over. It looks like the ministry is kaput. It looks like the church is forever finished. But thanks be to God. On the first day of the week, Amen. The stone was rolled away. Jesus got up. Victory, glory to God. Jesus defeated death hell in the grave, Peter and John ran in there, saw the tomb empty, and on Sunday night honey well they are trying to have a Sunday night service and they locked the door from fear of the Jews, Jesus walked right in there and said behold my hands and my feet, it is I handle me and see, and Thomas even said, behold my Lord and my God woo they had been with Jesus I'm going ask you tonight, Does people know you've been with Jesus. Have you been with Jesus? Well, I've been with him, Lord, but not like I should have. I begin to think about all the Trump troubles and the problems and the needs. I mean, financial pressures. Management pressures. I'm telling you all the time, pressures. Pressures in school, pressures in the church, all kinds of pressures. Pressures. Now I feel pressures. Walls moving in, pressures closed. And you know what I've learned to do? Lord, I've prayed about this need. Lord, I need this. Lord, I need this. And this is what I've learned just in the last year. God, you know what I need? I just need more of you. Lord, I've worried so long about trying to get the money to pay this debt off. But Lord, I just need you. And if I have you, he has no debts. <laughs> Lord, I'm burdened about seeing so and so saved. Lord, what can I do? Can, what can I do? Lord said, you can't do nothing, boy. But if I just say, Lord, i tell you what I want. I want more of you. <laughs> you get more of, more of him and you've been with him. You'll see some supernatural things. You'll see some scriptural things. You'll begin to see God moving, specifically working in your life. I'm telling you tonight, it's not things we need. It's him. And if you have him, you have everything. <laughs> you stand your feet, I'm done. I've got more, but I just want to quit right there. Somebody come to the piano. There might be somebody, might be somebody said, Lord, I just want to thank you for allowing me to spend some time with Jesus I'm glad I've been with Jesus but I need to spend more time with Jesus I want to get closer I want more about my Lord like we sung I want more about my Lord I want to get closer to him I want to worship him specifically I, I want him to give me a backbone and to help me to stand up when it's time to stand up and I pray that God would give me a gift of the Holy Ghost and that when I preach and when I teach and when I witness that it would take effect that the seed would take root God would you help me with this I'm telling you some people need to come to altar and say oh God would you help me I've got lost family Lord would you help me I've got people that need to be ministered to and I can't but I know we can Father tonight on bended knee we bow before the king of glory Lord we're asking you, Father that you'd help us forgive us Lord of the time we've spent with television and the time we've spent on computers, and the time we spent with frivol-fravel. Help us, God, to learn to spend time in the Word, time in prayer, time with Jesus. Worship Him specifically. Walk with Him. Work with Him. Tonight, God, I'm asking You, Lord, there are miracles that are yet to take place, and God, we're needing more of You. Lord, more of You. Bethel needs more of God, more of Jesus. Help us, God, to have a desire to get closer to Jesus than we've ever been before. And Father, when we're facing the attack and we're facing opposition, help us, God, to know that we're gonna stand with Jesus as Jesus stood and watch victory, watch victory arise out of defeat. Lord, we love you. We praise you and we honor you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.